drinking the stout from Highland Park Brewery, and it has cedar in it. Is one of the ingredients it's called Chaos and yeah, Order? Yeah, tell me about the cedar. You can smell. It smells like wood. Oh yeah, it really does. The it's beer. Really it smells. Smells like cedar. It's very noticeable. Well, does it smell like bourbon barrels too, and oak? I don't know. Honestly, the I cedar just... to me is not real woody. Um. Hmm. Look at what he did. Look at what he did. Look what he did. You said some you said some shit that you thought was really thought dope was and like, yo, I'm well, in it. And Rich goes, Yeah. Well, that's um, not cedar, cedar actually. Does, that's mm. not cedar you're smelling. Actually, cedar. Well, I, <laughs> again, it's Chaos and Orders at Highland Park Brewery, which is one of my favorite breweries in LA. And that it it, do, it doesn't smell like any other bourbon barrel aged like. You know what? No, I, I, I do think it, I do think Rich is now that I'm now that I'm tasting it, I think it is. Oh, now you're uh, just going to side with Rich, No, huh? I am, because you're gonna I... Go, you're just going to go with what Rich says. <laughs> I'm going by it. It's not, it smells like cedar back from when I lived back in that cedar forest for it that decade. Like, it does smell like a forest. It smells woody. It does smell very woody. In a way, in a way that, like, I don't think most bourbon just barely... Rich, Rich, Rich is, like, it. looking at us like... He, you know, whatever. You guys. There's two of us and one of him. You guys. Yeah. One day you'll come down oh, like Rich and you'll taste and you'll be like, oh. How this? long have I been out? Sorry, what, oh, what were you saying? All right. <laughs> anyway, wait, so it's October. So Oktoberfest, they canceled it again, unfortunately. Yeah, it sucks. Turns out there's a big uh, pandemic going around that's um, throwing a wrench in a lot of plans. And uh, when you go to Oktoberfest, you tend to uh, cavort, yeah. shall we say. So is it Hang just, out with people hooting and holler. And, it seems like that must be a huge economic hit for yeah. the area and for the breweries, right? Well, the, the, yeah, I mean, the breweries sell tons and tons of beer there for sure. Uh, you know, they're selling like, 7,000 liters, sorry, 7 million liters of, of beer over the two-week period. Um, How much? But they, 7 million liters. Uh, shoot, let me figure out how many kegs that is. Um, but they, they're, that, I don't know. So the only breweries that can sell beer at the legit Oktoberfest in Munich are the six or oh, seven the, yeah, the major breweries in, in Munich. And right. they are, they're, they're big breweries. And so I think that that amount of beer that they sell at the festival is a big deal, but it's not that big a deal because okay. they sell. So we should so be, it's not like something to worry. It's not like something to worry about. Like it's not going to no, be they're like not, a they're significant not like, hit to the industry. It's not going to kill. They're not on their knees, okay. you know, like begging for help. I don't think. Gotcha. All right. So wait, 7 million liters. Sorry, talk about something else. Fe- he fell asleep during our talk about me living in the woods, but yes. now he wants to do math on the podcast. Man. Hey, the man's doing a calculator oh on the God. podcast, and I lived in the woods smelling cedar, and that was not interesting enough. Uh, it's 1,849,204.37 liquid gallons. How many? It's, it's 120,000 kegs. Holy Mary, it's mother of, of God. Ghostbusters quote right there. That was good. Yeah. It was very and organic, I did the, organic I, of you. I did some s- sober and slower math a couple of years ago to do a better estimate and figured out that they kick a keg somewhere in the Oktoberfest grounds. They kick a keg every minute that Oktoberfest is open. So it's like open 12 hours a day and, and a keg kicks every minute. Wow. Which I think is awesome. Holy crap. That they're kicking. going through a lot. Yeah. You betcha. Well, not this year. And that wait, oh, one thing I also wanted to bring up, Rich, is that we had this last time the government shut down. It was kind of a big deal for breweries because with the uh, what's it, the tobacco, what is it, tobacco, what TTB. the TTB? Yeah, they they couldn't like approve permits and 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 breweries weren't able to sell. Is that something that is just going to happen again this again if if the government does shut down this, this month? Maddie, I am not a complete pro on all this stuff. I don't know to what extent it's it's essential, but I did read a a quick 
headline today saying that uh, TTB would be shutting down some of its services and it could disrupt certain brewery filings. Breweries file a lot of paper, yeah. paperwork with the TTB. So I don't know if it's stuff that's going to matter to the consumer or not. Right. What do they have to How get approved? Is it they have to get the beer itself approved or like the labeling? Yeah. I mean, they need just they, everything. They talk to the, they, yep. You get uh, certificates of label approval, colas they're called. So if you have a new beer and you want to put it into cans and bottles and sell it, um, you have to have uh, label approval from the TTB. And so if the government is shut down for any extended period of time, there will be no new labels approved. And so that will put the brakes on new beer releases. So that's that's legit. That's something I should have thought of that. Thank you for teasing that out. But yeah, Nothing. beyond that. Good job, Maddie. Sometimes I tease it out. Good job, Maddie. <laughs> sometimes I get there. Sometimes it, sometimes it ends up someplace. Okay, but anyway, let's get on to the meat. Let's get the meat of the episode. We always... G- I was going to say something about meat, but I'm going to leave it alone. This is meat a, and potatoes. That's a family bad. podcast. I was going to say a- yeah, I know. God say damn it. it. Always. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Liquid Bread. I'm Maddie Smith. With me, as always, is my buddy, Larry Bates. What it do? And my other buddy, Master Cicerone, the Duke of Dunkel, Rich Higgins. Hi, I'm the Duke of Dunkel. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, that one I thought of in advance. Do, I, do you do that on the fly? Or that one you, I thought in about... advance. I, today okay. I was walking the dog and I was like, oh, I should call him the Duke of Dunkel. Come up in, in advance, the Duke of Dunkel. Like do not let me forget to. Talk about my, my Dunkel references today during, I've got some, some Dunkel references to, to mention. Oh, to great. Mention. You, know my favorite, also, you know what my favorite video game is? Dunkel Kong? Dunk- <laughs> kind oh, of a pun. Jesus, Louise. What are you doing? We shouldn't start with what that. What are you doing? <laughs> what? Dunkel Kong? Dunkel Kong? Kong? <laughs> that was Larry's, like Larry's never seen more disappointed Dunkel Kong? Ever. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I think it might be 60,000 kegs, not 120,000 kegs. I might oh. have been off by a factor of two. That's still a solid number of kegs. That's Larry, are you still impressed? Yeah, I liked it when it was 120,000 Yeah, kegs. over 100K <laughs> makes a difference. Yeah. I'll be honest. Rich let me down. Rich let me down. Envisioning big numbers. He let me down. But oh. he, did, he did correct himself in real time, which I'll give him credit for that. He's, it's he's great. For, Rich always makes it right. Yeah, he does. Do you remember the Newcastle incident of uh, man, August 2021? Rich does Newcastle not play people. in general. If he's talking to you in a private conversation, he tells you something, and later he finds out it's not mm. accurate, he will come back and go, hey, I to-, he doesn't play around. Yeah. Respect that about the man. Much respect. And the fact that he's a Bears fan. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about awards. We're talking about beer awards. And I kind of thought it's because I'm always, you know, cruising around breweries and you look up at the board and I feel like a lot of the time you see one or two beers having little stars next to them. It says they won an award. And I've noticed that like happens a lot. Like I'll do a tour of if I go to a, a on kind of a brewery crawl around like San Diego or something. I'm like, oh, like every single brewery has some award. Which awards are legit? Which ones are, you know, not as big a deal? Um, and I just wanted to talk about all that stuff with Rich. And Larry. What and, it do? Oh, Larry's here. Oh, yeah, I'm here. What What's it going do? on, dude? Uh, hey, buddy. But with Rich. And Rich. More with Rich. What are the big awards competitions to look out for, Rich? I think the, the three most important ones are the Great American Beer Festival, which is abbreviated G-A-B-F, the World Beer Cup, uh, which is not abbreviated W-B-C, except if you're me, and the oh, European wait, Beer no one, no one does oh, that. They just because, because of boxing, WBC is boxing. World boxing 
championship? I, I, I just know it's a WBC championship that maybe why people steer clear from it. I'm just I'm just guessing, man. But I've been that's but I've been drinking. So that's why I'm glad you're here for the awards discussion. That's not what they had in uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. It wasn't the WBC. I, I know, was. but the WBC is. I think it was the WVBA World Video Boxing. Oh yeah, I think you are right. Yeah. Maybe, Mac. maybe a Mike Tyson's punch out. I'm talking real life. I had the version of punch out that didn't have Mike Tyson anymore because it was after he got arrested. So it was, oh, mi- I thought it was that didn't exist. It was, it was, that didn't yeah, exist, it did. did it? Yeah, and the boss was Mr. Dream instead of my, they just they just swapped out Mike Tyson and took his name off of it. It was just called Punch Out. It was w- still Little Mac. It was still you know King Hippo and Friends. It's the World Boxing Council. World Boxing Council. WBC is also White Blood Cells. Oh, okay, Google. I don't know if that would stop me though. You know, I could. I think beer could take on the world. Boxing. The other so anyway, important. yeah, Rich, what is the other important <laughs> what's the other important awards? Let's we're gonna talk everything there is to know about awards. What's the third major award? European beer star. European beer star. And the reason these three are tip top in my mind is that they limit the number of awards they give, basically. So you you as a brewery, you enter a beer, you decide, all right, you know, I think that my Pilsner is is great. I'm gonna enter it into a specific category or style to be judged. And it's judged against the guidelines of that style. And it's not up to me to say whether it's, even if it's called a Pilsner, you can enter it in the Belgian triple style or the Munich Dunkel style, the Irish stout style. You can enter it wherever you want uh, and just hope that it is a good representation of that style. And it's up to the judges who judge the stuff blind to determine that. And so beyond that, they only give three awards at those uh, competitions per style. So they give a gold, a silver, and a bronze, and that's it. And so it's they call it Olympic-style meddling. So you get a gold, silver, and bronze, and that's it. And so uh, there are a lot of competitions out there where beers, you know, they'll give out like 30 medals in a single category. And to me, that sort of waters down the value of those, ah. of those medals. So. That's my, like film my festivals company. a little. That's where my head goes immediately. There's a lot of yeah. film festivals that are kind of like you basically like some of them. You just literally pay to submit to them, and they give you, and then you get a, you get then you're a, then you're a, it's an official selection of uh, X Y Z film festival or something, and you basically paid. Or there and there are certain like script lists and stuff like that that are kind of paid for by managers or or votes are paid for. Yeah, and so it just is kind of difficult. To... I've seen I've seen official selection in the the olive think... branches or whatever on certain movie. You know, splash pages. It can be and, good. I mean, if it's going to like con, it's probably good. Yeah, sure. But there are there are there that, are lesser festivals that you can Dunkel Kong? Dunkel Kong. Yes. Oh Let's my. bring that back up. Here we go. There he's I apologize. Very sick. I apologize, you guys. Dunkel Kong. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Let me sip this beer. Pour one out for the Dunkel Kong <laughs> joke. <laughs> so yeah, so you would say, Rich, there are too many awards? Like there are too many awards out there. Uh, it sounds like you're saying sometimes you get a participation trophy. Yeah. Well, no, I don't. It's not quite like that. It's not that watered down to my mind, but there are certain. All right. So I'll, I'll come out and say it. there's certain uh, competitions. I won't name them by name, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I won't name them by name where you enter a beer in a specific category and it's not guaranteed to get a medal, but many beers within that category okay. get a medal. So just a nice to, to really set apart the the cream of the crop. Like you like those competitions. Those or the Olympic three. style meddling yeah. where you're just giving yeah. three out. Like we're not giving like 30. We're giving yeah. three. And also it, there's also the caliber, caliber of the judges too. Mm-hmm. So the judges that are uh, invited to judge at the, the three festivals that I mentioned or three competitions I mentioned 
are, you know, the, the cream of the crop. They're, they're the, the judges that typically know the most. And it's not something where you just raise your hand and say, I want to judge. You have to be selected to judge of these things. Whereas some of these other competitions, the judging is a lot more like, oh, who's available? Who lives in the area? You know, let's just like, let's figure it out at the last minute and just and come up to, with a consensus during the competition. And that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be like real deal judging. We'll get more into like how, how judging works. But also just before, I think one of the bigger subjects that I'm sure is somewhat an issue, and I'm curious how much is just kind of general bias in the industry. Are there biases towards certain types of breweries, towards yeah. older breweries, yeah. towards more popular breweries? Well, they, you know, you don't know who the brewery is when you're tasting the beer. Okay. Oh, so it's blind. Is it a, is it a blind? Is it a blind? Oh, ho- totally. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's okay. why, oh, that's they, great. That's great. That's great. That's why there's legitimacy in, in in the the competitions that I mentioned. So GABF, World Beer Cup, and European Beer Star, it's all blind judging. Okay. You know what category you're judging. You're you're told you're judging, all right, you're judging, you know, Scottish style ales, or you're judging uh, you know, Imperial Stouts or German Pilsners or Czech Pilsners or whatever it might be. And then you just have like a, a rubric or a, a set of guidelines that says, like, all right, this is what makes you know, the aroma, the appearance, the mouthfeel, the flavor, the finish on this one style of beer, judge every beer that you're given blind. You don't know what it is and figure out how well it hues to that style guideline. Wow. Well, well, let me ask you this. Who, I know you were talking about, it depends on who's judging. Who are generally the judges for these type of things? Usually it's primarily brewers, professional brewers at these competitions, but there are also beer writers, beer experts. So yes, I'm a Cicerone. I'm also a brewer. And so those are actually kind of two different things. So there are some Cicerones that are involved in these, but it's not like, it it tends to skew heavily toward brewers in in my experience. Even like above them, what is the authority of each of these places? Like, I'm sure they each have their own different thing, but like, who is the Great American Beer Festival? Like anybody other than just the festival itself? Yeah, these festivals have really gained their own traction and respect within the commercial beer community and so that's the primary legitimacy that they have the fact is gabf and world beer cup are both run by the brewers association which is the craft brewers trade association in the united states and then the european beer star is run by gosh i'm not even sure it's a it's a consortium of a handful of different german um german professional beer organizations i'm not sure if it's Dumans? God, I don't know. I shouldn't even talk about it. I'm not, I'm not sure for European beer star, but there are a lot of people who have beefs with the BA. The BA is the Brewers Association in the United States. A lot of people that have beefs with the BA, but they still are, they still submit their beers to be judged at GABF and World Beer Cup because those, those awards, if they get any awards are so coveted and so well-respected. So it's sort of like, these these things have become their own entities beyond the fact that it's run and organized by the Brewers Association. Okay. But but as I mentioned, these these beers are, are judged blind to specific style guidelines, and the style guidelines are written by the Brewers Association. So it's up up to the Brewers Association to decide what a pilsner is for this this competition. I shouldn't I shouldn't have chosen pilsner because there are like fifteen different types of pilsner that are judged separately from each other. But now boss, now boss, you say you I know you say it skews more towards brewers and you're a brewer and a cicerone. Have you judged any of these before? And and for what organization? Uh I actually have not judged at any of these, okay. which is 
good and bad in my mind. I'm I'm a little bit jealous. I I would love that opportunity to judge. We should start a campaign. We should. That's what podcasts are for. Campaigns. (laughs) Rich Higgins. Hashtag Rich Higgins judge GABF. Everyone start adding the great the great. Wait, now I'm forgetting the great American beer, the great American beer festival. Everyone start tweeting at them. Get Rich Higgins on that panel. Hail to the yeah. Hold your horses, gentlemen. Wait, um, okay. I am not that interested in judging because it's like a two and a half day ordeal. I shouldn't say ordeal. It's a two and a half day judging commitment if you're judging in the Great American Beer Festival, and that's a lot of time. This is the first time uh, that I've say, ever you know heard what? It's been Rich two and a half this days is the first drinking, beer? drinking beer. This is the first time I've ever heard Rich say, "Hold your horses." When he's going to be drinking beer. Because I have, I ended up figuring out that if I give talks at the Great American Beer Festival instead, I've done a, a handful of those now, then I ended up getting invited to be at the festival for the four-day festival, and I only have one day of having to give a talk, and then the other three days. Fun. Can, you want to enjoy the festival. You want to I get to, Yeah, I get to hang out with yeah, people and that. drink a bunch of beers and all that, rather than yeah. judge for... It's like walking the... You want to walk the floor of Comic-Con, you know? You want to be in a panel standing in the back or whatever, and the cast of yes, Vampire you Diaries You is absolutely there. want to oh, be Larry on the does. panel. He's an actor, but I want do. to walk around. And I, want I want to be on a panel. I want to meet, like, Tom King at, the, at his booth and have well, a so comic Well, so I get... I get the best of both because I, I run, I, you know, I run a talk, I run a panel and I get to walk around the grounds in my, in my costume. Actually, I will give a, just a, it's a plug, a humble brag. I don't know. It's just like, one of my like, holy shit, pinch me moments was when I gave uh, or moderated a panel that I had put together on, on the direction of modern craft Pilsner. And this is back in like uh, 2015 or something like that. And I, and my three panelists that I had selected and, and gotten, cajoled into joining this thing were Sam Caligioni uh, of Dogfish Head, uh, Vinny Chalurzo of Russian River, and Matt Brindleton of Firestone Walker. And to have those three guys up on a stage with me where I'm firing questions at them was just like total highlight of my career. That's cool. Super, that, sounds, super that sounds awesome. Rockstar shit. Yeah. So to submit, what does a brewery do to submit their beer to this festival? Uh, you select a beer that you think is going to fit within the style guidelines. And you say, all right, I'm going to send a six pack of this and pay whatever the fee is. It's like, it's usually around 150 bucks per, per submission. And there's often a limit to the number of beers that you can submit to these festivals. You can't just send like 20 different beers to different categories. No, they they limit it to like six entries per brewery. Oh, got it. From there, they'll do a lottery. If if you want to get, if you want to do a seventh or eighth or ninth submission, you just have to you have to wait for the festival to say, all right, we can accept these these extra submissions. It, it's it's a numbers thing because if they get like five hundred submissions in in IPA and they only have like two submissions in Scotch Ale, then that's that doesn't do the the festival a lot of favors. So they they try to space it out a little bit. I like a good Scotch Ale. I just wanted to throw that in there. It's tasty. Well, Larry, I'm glad you mentioned that. We're going to be talking Scotch Ales in a little bit. All right. So a brewery gets to choose what style they're submitting a beer for. Yeah. I kind of want to take apart what you said. You said the, the judges decide based on what the category is. Now, are the judges then, are they like tasting like what is just the best tasting beer? Or or is there a rubric that they say, is it like, oh, this is the perfect example of a, oh, that's a Doppelbock? Is this the question. perfect new england ipa or is it just kind of like the tastiest one that also is an ipa it's it's both but in a certain order it's the the second thing first okay so they first judge the beer on its how true to style it is so true to style means like 
is it accurate within the within the guidelines of the style okay but like if you look at a beer style guideline and just look at the numbers say okay say say alcohol can range from five percent to six percent and uh the bitterness can range from 20 bitterness units to 40 bitterness units if you do something that's like 20 bitterness units on the low end and the low end of alcohol at five percent alcohol and then another brewery does a, a beer that's 30 you know at the higher end of the bitterness units i can't remember what i said 30 or 40 uh, you do it at the higher end of the bitterness units and the higher end of the alcohol. Both of those beers are in line with the spirit of that style. They capture the, the idea of that style. But if you flip them and do something that's really low in bitterness and high in alcohol and do something that's high in bitterness and low in alcohol, those beers don't taste like the style. Mm-hmm. They miss they miss the point of the style. They miss the mark. Okay. And so while there's wiggle room within the styles, you still have to achieve the uh, the overall balance and personality or character of that style. And that is what dives it or what, what feeds into the, the, just the deliciousness. So does a, does the beer fit the style and B do, is it a tasty or delicious interpretation of that style of the style? Mm-hmm. We have lists of all the winners and stuff. And one category that stood out to me was like session beer. Cause that one okay. in particular is one that just is a fun, like in, any, in European beer star or which, it, which? This is, I'm looking right now at the great American beer festival at GBA, and, okay. um, my boys at Epic got second place with their Vienna lager. What's that? That seems like kind of a funny category because a session beer can kind of be anything, right? Like number one mm-hmm. was a, is an ale that won from... from uh, so we're talking about just something that's drinkable. Like it's just something that's drinkable. Like with that, is that kind of what they're going for? Are they just like, oh, this is a drinkable beer or... Well, so that's, that's a more modern version of a style. Boy, I shouldn't even say modern or contemporary or whatever with that. The, the idea is some styles have very like codified role in the marketplace and history and like ingredients have to come from this one place this style of beer developed in the first place because of what happened to be local and what was going on technologically in 1650 or whatever in this place in the czech republic whereas other styles of beer are not really a style it's more like an attitude the mm-hmm. character of the beer the so session beer is a huge like it's an umbrella it's not really a style and so specifically with the uh, with GABF and World Beer Cup, what they talk about is categories. Medals are awarded per category and not actually per style. And categories sometimes are one specific style okay. or even a sub-style. And some categories are a collection of styles within them. Gotcha. So session beer is like a broad category that happens to, you know, they give a medal out for it. They give three medals out for it. But they there's not a real, like, you know, fine... Uh, set of parameters for okay. that. I, I'm sorry. Now I'm looking because I'm looking at the, this list of categories. There's 97 categories at the Great American Beer Festival, and I'm just now like putting together what you said about judging for two and a half, two and a half days. Yeah, it's a lot um, of work. <laughs> but how do you how do you drink that much? Are you taking just a sip of each? How do you not get destroyed? How, how are these guys not? I think plastered? that might be the point. I'd like are these guys just to get absolutely destroyed? blitz beyond I, comprehension after day one, and they're just like, "Yeah, oh, that look like that's a great contemporary goza." Like, have, how have you ever drank with Rich? Have you ever drank with this guy? I have, and I think yeah. this is. I yeah, like, even Rich said this is a whole lot of beer to drink. American sour ales. There were thirty six entries. But man, take me he, through. How long are they? Sp- There's only so many. What do they got? They got forty eight plus twelve hours, whatever that is, sixty hours, or so to judge these. Like, how much time can they devote to a single beer? How much can they drink of that beer? And how can they even like have the? He's not worried to- about the amount of beer. He just wants to be on. Well, his you want to go time. hang and you want to drink more than yeah. <laughs> 
That's right. And also, you want to you spend know, spend more time with the ones you like. You're not best. scaring him with the amount of periods. But you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you even? I mean, it's always like when I'm watching Top Chef, I'm always like that. I'm like, they're eating like ten beautiful, gorgeous entrees, and I'm like, by entree number, like, how much of each entree are they drinking? Is what I'm always wondering. And how can they really enjoy like the you know the duck confit and number nine after they ate other eight other dishes before it? So how do you how it's do hard. they drink this? Yeah, it's hard. It, it it's hard. It, it requires tons of focus. Which <laughs> I just loved it. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. I'm focus, focus doesn't go well with alcohol. I love that. I it takes a lot of focus. So, <laughs> what, all right. So, so say for the category, you, excuse me, a bourbon here uh, that you found for 36 entries. That's a small category at GABF. The big category is like uh, IPA and hazy IPA. That's like 330 entries in those categories. Jeez. So to get through a 36 entry category, that they might. Um, so they've got little like teams of like three or four or five, six judges. Okay. And that's like a judging table. And that judging table of six, uh, you know, six judges max might taste 15 beers in an hour and then be done. And they've decided, all right, these two or three beers are good enough to move on to the next. I see. I see. Next round of judging, but they're not going to drink all 36. It's like a bracket almost. Right, it just okay. exactly brackets. Okay, and then for uh, for thirty for three hundred thirty entries, they're just going to have a lot more tables, a lot more judges that are judging some of those beers, but no one judges all of them. I so see. I see, I see. Mm-hmm. But you do end up drinking a lot of beer yeah. throughout the day, and beer you can't judge it accurately while spitting. Okay, so in in wine competitions and wine tastings, they spit the wine. Yeah. So they still get tipsy by the end of the day, but you know they're not drinking it. But I, here you do you do swallow. I have a question do do they do anything in between the different beers that they're tasting? So that like they eat a burger? Well, I'm just saying like or just something because you might drink something something yeah. to cleanse the palate, like you know like ginger with mm-hmm. sushi. You know, just something so like I know that what I'm tasting now yeah. is not being influenced by what I tasted before. Great question. It's almost impossible with beer to do that because if you had a bite of ginger or I kind of like the idea of a bite of sushi, that's not what you were saying, but (laughs) (laughs) the sushi uh, palate cleanser, but yeah, like anything that you try to cleanse your palate with, you're going to end up tasting. uh, And some of these beers are so delicately flavored. Like if you're in a round with like doing Kolsch or light lager or something like that, and you have the flavor of anything else in your mouth from that you just took a bite of, then it's going to skew your, your palate. So the best thing is, um, so beer, because it has carbonation, it helps to sort of scrub your palate clean. And it also drives a lot of aromas to your nose of, of the actual beer that you're sipping. And so that carbonation helps to sort of reset your palate each time you take a sip. Where you get into trouble is if you get dehydrated at all. And this is more out of, you know, empirical evidence myself. Like, I don't know that uh, this this works for every judge, but what I end up finding a lot is if I'm even slightly dehydrated from drinking, you know, say I've had sips of ten different beers to judge, I need to keep drinking water so that my my tongue stays loose. I know this is kind of gross, maybe, but uh, you know, you got to keep your your tongue loose, and you also need to not have your brain go into like uh, weird survival mm-hmm. mode. Like dehydration is is a stress upon the body, and so if your brain is like, oh shit, I'm getting low on water here. I need to start uh, emphasizing. No, I, I did it. I did it. I did one of Rich's tastings in New York. This is what I think this is what he's going with. And like, and we walk into the place, and there's all these tables set up. And at each table where there's a there's a setting, there's water. And Rich goes, "Drink the water. The water's not there 
for in between the beer. But when you're dehydrated, your mm-hmm. brain your brain wants you to drink water, so it makes the water taste sweet. And yeah, yeah so it makes it makes it sweeter, and, and it will do the same thing with the beer. So if you're dehydrated, you will start to taste shit in the beer that's not in the beer. I was like, this motherfucker loves beer. I love this. <laughs> I'm glad we're kind of related because I'm gonna drink with him whenever I can. I tell Larry, that story all the fucking time. I'm like, I am blown away that you remember this that that well. This is awesome. It blew my mind. I was like, because I was like, oh, I just need to drink water between. He's like, no. Because I want you to appreciate the beer in its actual form as opposed to your brain tricking you. Man, mm-hmm. Rich Higgins, I think he needs to be a judge. At- make, ha- make, <laughs> let's get the campaign going. Tweet at all these festivals, everybody. We'll, get, we'll hook you Guys, up. Guys, I, I we'll appreciate the links. Let's get him. Here's what I'll ask Rich. If you were asked, you wouldn't say no, right? No, I wouldn't say no. Yeah, so you'd have to. All right, all right, so we're so going to get it out. They're going to ask. We're going to get it. This is going to happen. Um, I, one, one last thing I want to ask about don't, these. Don't listen to him. <laughs> one last thing I wanted to ask about these styles, Rich, is like I get, I, I'm, I get there are differences in these styles, but like especially I'm looking, I was looking at the, uh, the European beer stars, and mm. there's like German-style Dunklerbach, German-style Heller-Doppelbach, German-style Dunkler-Doppelbach. It feels like it'd be really hard to differentiate between these styles or even have the mindset to kind of, I don't know. Is, I, maybe this is, this is a silly question to ask the Cicerone who really does know. Matt, all Maddie, have you ever been German? I have not. I guess yeah, that's a good answer. All right, moving on. <laughs> what I love is you just mentioned, well, no, what I love is you just mentioned all those different styles. And they, to me, I'm like, holy shit. That's a, and Rich is over there like, in his brain, it's like, boom, oh, yeah, I know what that is. I know okay, what that okay. tastes like. I know it just seems like <laughs> such a differentiated that when you're, like, rating, like, which is the best Dunkler Doppelbach versus which is the best Doppelbach. In his, in his brain, he's like, yeah, I got it, I got it. Okay. He's yeah, infuriated. This is why I'm he needs to judge. This is why we need to get him on one of these panels. I know, man. I think you'd prefer the European one, though, of course. Right, Rich? I, it's an excuse to go to Germany. So, yes. Sounds like yes. <laughs> so, absolutely. We'd come right, along. If, if we, we, yeah, we need to come along. <laughs> If you're going to start a campaign, yeah, get get me into the European beer star one. That's that's. Well, we'll get all three. It's the goal. Yeah, it's <laughs> all, all three. But yeah. European will be first. Um, I don't want to and- drink that much water. I don't want to judge that. Much. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking. So looking at these lists, a lot of the beers aren't new, mm-hmm. and there are beers that like won the silver in 2012, and they won the bronze in 2013, and now they won the gold in 2020. Mm-hmm. And some of these beers are beers that I recognize. For instance, like the Brewery's Mischief is on there, and I've drunk that. I've had that one for I years. Like and I, but I've never particularly noticed it changing that much. You know, it's a beer I really enjoy. I enjoy it. So, are these beers like when they're kind of entering this competition, even in their thinking for submitting, are they changing the beers much and hoping the beer is better now, or is it kind of like tastes are, tend to change? And just this year, it happens to be. It's it's all of these. You know, it it could it could be any of these and all of these. Okay. Um, you're also not entertaining the thought of the freshness of the beer changing too. Like the beer mm-hmm. could be, you know, beer is an agricultural product. Okay. A lot of people forget mm-hmm. about that, but it's it, the art and science of brewers taking a lot of uh, malted barley and hops and then the living creatures that are yeast and putting them together and hoping that the beer is going to taste the same every time. And so that's a real challenge. And so even if the recipe itself doesn't change, from year to year, uh, the taste might shift a little bit from batch to batch. And moreover, say 
say the breweries, you know, mischief is just dead on every. So, so GABF, it usually occurs in October, late September, something like that. So submissions come in in August. So you want to start brewing that beer in July. And hopefully when you release it in August and bottle it and send it to the festival, it's the exact same thing uh, that it was the year before. It's, it's what you want. What It's what you're hoping for. It hits your target. Okay. And then you send it, it's still got a month of travel and sitting in the warehouse oh, and getting wow. organized and all that before it actually gets poured for the judges. And so you hope that it doesn't change, but maybe it I? does. Okay. Yeah. And so, so, and then beyond that, the judges change, you know, it's not only it's different judges, but you know, my palate is different day to day. It's different. Yeah. You know, this morning, you know, this evening than it was this morning. So you just hope that your beer is damn good enough to to show well regardless of of the of the well, what the hell is the point of this shit i mean like seriously <laughs> i'm being serious like what the fuck is the point like i mean the beer might not even taste the way it tastes based on what you drank your palate for today i mean i just did this when we did a tasting i drank something at first and i was like i don't know if it's ripe i drank something else i drank it again i was like oh it tastes it tastes wonderful what's the point <laughs> The point. Oh, well, is I think that, honestly, I feel like that leads into what Rich is saying. Why Rich prefers the the three winners? Yeah, system. hey, don't tweet it, his name saying he should. Yeah, I'm with you, Rich. Don't he let just him wants judge? to kick. No, he doesn't need to judge. It's bullshit. <laughs> Haters gonna hate Larry. <laughs> I'm joking a little, guys. Go ahead. Nothing but fight, Larry. Well, listen, that's what a lot of people say. A lot of people are like these. These things are fucking bullshit. They don't mean anything. It's a bunch of like. Uh, it's a cabal of judges who are, you know, sneak, sneaking around knowing what the beers are and just giving awards to their favorite breweries. I mean, that part is utter bullshit. You know what people who say that are called? Runners up. Oh, oh. I see people, oh no. Well, runners up, you might be happy. People who don't place. No, I'm saying non. I'm saying non medalists. Yeah, runners up is not runners the same up. as non medalists. It's a runner up. No, it's not. A non medalist is a runner up. No. Oh, guys, I just did some more math. I think it's uh, 75,000 uh, kegs. Did you I actually you, do the I math? Did, I told you he'd figure it. Wait a minute. <laughs> no. Isn't a runner's-up like... Runner-up? No, runner's-up not... I think runner-up doesn't play. I can't I mean, I guess you could I just don't want to be that mean and call loser. We can say loser. It doesn't mean... It doesn't mean anything. Runner up it's not a like, science. You think runner-up is winner. like second place? Yeah, like second place is runner-up. But I guess if you're saying the medalers are first place, I'm saying those. The, I'm saying you don't hear the medalists complaining. No. But I guess. I, but I would say though, it sounds like it sounds like that's the benefit of the ones that only limit it to like three winners. Is even though you might not ultimate, even though you might lose some to time or storage or whatever, the the ones that win, the ones that still are tasty enough to get to the top three, seem like they carry with them a lot of quality. Like they've. They've exactly. earned a high place at the very yeah, least. I mean, so listen, they're at least notable. Listen, yeah. It is not. All right. The, here's here's my beef with the haters, okay? And I, I've brewed at breweries who are like anti-GABF and all that. I'm like, guys, settle down. It's okay. It's not about how many losers there are, okay? Because mm. most breweries don't win a medal. I'm part of that. I've, I've submitted beers to GABF before, and I've not won anything. But the fact is, if a beer wins a medal. It's a fucking badass beer, mm-hmm. but keep in mind, it's that beer that the judges judged that year. And so it's possible that the beer is not going to be as good the next year, or it's possible that the beer. So, so judging was, was just a couple weeks ago in September. Okay. So it's possible that if I go out and try to find these award-winning beers right now, 
In fact, I just did this. I, I bought one of the award-winning beers in my local grocery store in Montana and it tasted sour. I was mm. like, this is not right for this beer. However, the beer that was judged and given a medal by That's the fresh. judges clearly wasn't sour. I just got a bad version of this beer. It's it's like you said, beer is an agricultural product. I think that's the thing to remember. And it's perishable. Yeah, sure. it's it's living. That's right. That's kind of how I feel about like there's you know they just released the uh, the Michelin stars, mm. and there are a lot of restaurants that I've been to that I'm like, oh, that wasn't great. But I'm also like when I went, my personal experience there. But also I'm like, oh, and another night with a different. They changed their the menu every yes. week. It could have been fantastic, or yeah. it could have been totally different. And how do we know it was um, the same chef? Yeah, like when you went, it could have. Who, I'm who knows? It's who the was same thinking? chef if they're on the Michelin, you know. Oh, Michelin maybe, but I'm saying who knows? No, maybe his Sue was working it out. Yeah, he was gone. Chaos was maybe his like daughter is sick. Chef's daughter it's is like sick. Right yeah. yeah, it's like an understudy. You kind of brushed right through it, but one big thing I wanted to ask you about was so it was that you you said you've submitted, and I just wanted to kind of talk to you about like what was it like submitting? How was it like being a contestant at this thing? <laughs> uh, being a contest, I don't know. I. I I was excited about the beers I sent in, but the last time I tasted them was at my brewery when I was bottling them. Uh, and I worked at a brew pub where we didn't bottle beers and I don't have expertise in packaging or anything like mm. that. And so, you know, the beers that the judges tasted a, a month after I had last tasted them, you know, didn't end up scoring that highly. And so I'm bummed by that. And some of the specifics, I don't, I don't remember what they wrote. This was a while ago when I was working at social kitchen brewery. So this was like, 2010, 2000, yeah, 2010 and 2011. And um, yeah, I, re- I remember thinking, oh, that's fair. Like, I can see why the judge would have said this or that. And other things I'm like, oh, that's that's weird. I think this beer went bad, mm, bad. before they tasted it. Yeah, which is, it, it fucking it's sucks. Happened, I was, Wait, yeah. so, Social Kitchen is where you did the White Russian beer, wasn't it? The Big Lebowski? Yeah. What was it? Was it yep. called? What was, it, was it called the Big Lebowski? It was called the Big Lebowski White Russian it's great. It's a great. Uh, idea. No, there, I, really, I really want. If you to I was brew judging, I want you to brew that. I want you to brew that. I want to taste it. Did fresh. you submit the Big Lebowski to the Great American Beer Festival? I don't think I did. Mm. It was a. I only brewed it in the winter, and so I, I didn't have any. Around. Winter is coming. <laughs> well put, Larry. The North. Topical, rem- the topical North, reference. The North remembers. <laughs> yeah. I'm just rewatching Game of Thrones. Right so. Now. <laughs> yeah, it it sucks to get uh, bad feedback. Oh yeah, actually, there was another time when I was brewing a thirsty bear in San Francisco. I was at GABF and I was at this this party. So so GABF is like four days, and the awards are on Saturday, and the final judging occurs, uh, uh, I guess, on Friday. And so I was at a party on Thursday night, like a, a banquet on Thursday night, and they were serving a bunch of beers, uh, and there were all the like all the beers that hadn't passed out of day one. Oh, to so get they're like, they like, yeah, it, so it doesn't pass drinking. and they set it aside. And yeah. Well, cause with it. I mean, that's great. That sounds like one of the, like the best things about a beer competition is that you can do that with the. Yeah. Except if you're a brewer who was hoping to get a medal and you see your beers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that that's thing, like, oh, shit. shit. I yeah. guess I didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so. funny. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, to but, yeah, but at least people get to enjoy it, though. Like that's a nice it, thing that, like, it's like, all right, then we get to have have a good time. Yeah. With it. But I get that. It sounds like you have like a good attitude about it, though. But I also see like this does seem like. I mean, look, I look, at, I work a lot in comedy, and there's a lot of bitterness all the time, and it seems <laughs> like that seems like the sort of environment where like you it could easily brew bitterness if someone doesn't approach it with the right attitude. 
I yeah. guess I should say. Yeah. Well, there's a little bit of a dark side to this and that there are a lot of brewers rolling around there and nighttime events are often after 12 hours of drinking. So <laughs> some of the brewers hold their liquor better than others. And uh, there's, there's, there's a darker undercurrent there too, where it's with a lot of snarky, snarky, angry, upset people too. So do all of them, do all, all of them. <laughs> it's okay. all wonderful. Good. Gotcha. Well, I'm saying you though, have the good attitude. You'd be the, you'd be the I have spot. the best attitude ever. Yeah. Although it sounds like the snarky ones would be very mad at you because you'd be like, ah, it's all right, guys. <laughs> like, you know, we'll get, them guys, we'll, get, we'll get them next year. And they're like, motherfucker. Turn that guy, frown upside my, down, I was bitches. supposed to win with my pastry stout. <laughs> so do they all have festivals attached? Is that just the Great American Beer Festival? Or do, do WCC, WBC and EBS also have like more of an event that people can go to to taste the beers at? Uh, World Beer Cup is associated with the Craft Brewers Conference, which occurs usually in April. But the pandemic has thrown... Right. Throwing all these calendars out of whack. Uh, European Beer Star, to my knowledge, is not affiliated with a with a public facing festival, so there's not a way to actually enjoy the beers during all this stuff. But GABF is very much a public facing festival as well. We have like the lists in front of us um, mm-hmm. of all these winners. Uh, do you oh, want to talk about any now kind of? Now we're doing it big. We're doing it big. Yeah. Uh, 2021, because this was the GABF was just announced, right? Yes. Yeah. GABF uh, j- just happened, but no no public festival this year. But um, right. but yeah, there was there was the the, the judging portion. Right, and in, in our next two, we're gonna have two tasters over the next couple of weeks, and those are gonna be a couple award winning beers. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, do you have any any thoughts? Anything you want your eyes go to on these lists? Yeah, um, for sure. So first of all, I just love the <laughs> I love the names of some of these beers. They're often puns. So Larry, I'm I'm sorry if we're gonna bring out some puns here. Oh, but I'm, um, I'm all about a pun. Uh, oh, I've got a good what? pun for you. Um. Do you know what my favorite video game is? Oh god. For drinking while playing? Uh, t- tell me. Dunkle Kong. <laughs> Dunkle Kong. Kills every time. <laughs> um, go ahead, Rich. What were you saying? <laughs> well, I'd like I'm, to give a I'm shout out. I'm not gonna out. address Dunkle Kong. This isn't a pun, but I would like to give a shout out to Freetail Brewing in San Antonio, Texas who won silver this year in the American Pilsner category at GBF with a beer called Imagine a World with Beer Sellers Instead of 401Ks. Oh, that's beautiful. Sounds like a happier world, but... Uh, it's a little corny, though. It's a little... It's not financially stable. Yeah. But it's a little like bit it. like that guy who posts like nice messages in balloons on Instagram. Hey, I sometimes post nice messages in balloons. Do you? <laughs> no, you? no, I'm joking. Are you the balloon guy? No, I'm not a balloon guy. It's very nice, though. I was going to say my eyes gravitated towards uh, Figaro Mountain Brewing Company's extra brewery that I like a lot. They had they yeah. they got gold in American Amber Lager with meat sweats. Ooh. And I tell you, I'm I both love and hate meat sweats as the name of a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they actually are um, responsible for another beer that won. So World Beer Cup, again, I, I, I might have mentioned was the most recent one was 2018 because the 2021 was canceled for the pandemic. Okay. But looking at their most recent uh, medal list, Figueroa Mountain won a gold in the Munich style Dunkel or European style dark lager category. Matt, mm. hey, are your ears perked Love up? Love it. It's called I Dunkled in My Pants. <laughs> oh, That's better than Dunkel Kong. Which I hate. It's better, than, it's better than Dunkle Kong. It's not better than Dunkle Kong. Yes, it is. How dare it? You're just being mean now. I am. You're just being I'm, unnecessarily I'm, 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 mean I'm, I'm a little drunk, so I'm being mean. being mean. <laughs> yeah, Dunkle so, Yeah, that doesn't sound... <laughs> ah, it's yeah, like I'd order it, it's, though, because I want the Dunkle I don't love... 
Yeah, I don't know. It lowers the, the like the, the legitimacy of the beer, it seems like. So me. I do Just like the idea that like, so it is like blind. So like the judges like judge and they're like, this is the best. And then, yeah. they're, and then they're like, you picked it. Here's the one you picked for gold. Like I don't go yeah, in my pants and you're like, oh, that's what I picked. It's terrible. Yeah. But the, the irony. So this is actually a great like cultural juxtaposition here. So they won gold in 2018 World Beer Cup. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. I said, you're, I said European beer star. Uh, I'm, I can't remember which. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. This, this is a World Beer Cup. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of European Beer Star. Anyway, they won. Uh, so it's not 2018. It's 2020 that they won this at. Um, sorry about that. Anyway, uh, they also, in the, the silver medal for that category is Veltenberger Kloster Barak Dunkel, which is one of my favorite beers in the world from the most beautiful brewery in the world. And it's like this. It's, let's see, it's been around since 1050. So what's the brewery the, called? It's called Veltenberger or Klosterbrauerei Veltenberg. Which okay, means that's like the name. Abbey, okay, Abbey Brewery Veltenberg from uh, from Bavaria, and it's they've been around for coming up on a thousand years now. And so they got silver, and right behind, I dunkled in my pants. By it took them after a thousand years of brewing. I dunkled in my pants. A thousand years of brewing to come in second to I dunkled, I in, dunkled my pants, in my pants, which Larry likes I like more that. than Dunkel. I like it more. I see something called Vlad. Is it Vlad the Barista? <laughs> I don't have my glasses. I did print Vlad the Barista? Vlad the Barista is cute. Is that a coffee like stout? It. It's under it is... category 10, coffee stout or porter. Interesting yeah, that they put porter. Entries. Oh, coffee porter or coffee yeah. stout. I thought they were pairing all no, of porters with just coffee stout. stout. or porter. Well, I'm just is that from that's... Big Sky there? Huh? Is that, from, is that from Big Sky Brewing in Missoula? No, it's Bearded Tang. Oh, you could see it. My Bearded eyes. Tang Brewing in Stanton, California. I'm thinking of Ivan. I'm thinking of Ivan stuff, not Vlad. Um, anyway, yeah. So, so something interesting on these lists is that, like, in the World Beer Cup, which is beers from all over the world, so GABF is only American breweries. World Beer Cup is international. Uh, there are tons of winners from the U.S. at World Beer Cup in all these global styles, and then at European Beer Star, where it's hosted in Germany. There are very few American yeah, breweries. There, I, you know, I was looking like, the list. It was very... Maybe like 10% or you know, like 8, 8% or something like that are from the U.S. So it's just interesting that I think it shows a couple different things. First of all, like shipping costs. Like Amer- fewer American breweries pay to ship their beer over to Europe to get judged right. and maybe vice versa. But beyond that, there are freshness issues also. So your beer is going to show better in America if your brewery's in America, probably because the beer doesn't travel as far. Whereas, you know, like sending it over to your, to Germany, maybe a bunch of American breweries sent their beer over there, but it just didn't taste as good by the time it got there. So that was an interesting thing to me every year. Are there any, are there any like general tastes that like differentiate the three? Is it a thing where, I mean, I guess I know other than like the regional part, like, is it like, Oh, the European ones tend to be more traditional no, not not that I've noticed, and I haven't scoured the the winners list every year, but I haven't noticed that, that sort of thing. But you know, there are a lot of these, like a lot of European breweries do a lot of really fun, interesting craft beers. You know that you don't, they're not famous for them, but you know, there's they're something that they're brewing. So like, like looking at, um, let's see here, uh, so new style saison at European Beer Star. 2018 again the most recent european beer star new style saison there are a couple different saison styles there's old or like classic saison there's new style the gold went to deschutes yeah there we go for blue butterfly but then silver went to brasserie 
USA. Uh, Silver went to Brasserie Lefebvre, which, uh, so they brewed a beer called Funky Brett. And that is, I mean, they're famous for uh, a wit beer called Blanche de Bruzel, okay, white of Brussels, Blanche de Bruzel. And that is the only beer I've ever seen from them anywhere. But here they go winning a silver at, at European Beer Star for a beer I've never even heard of. You know, I mean, that's that's definitely a thing. A lot of these breweries are, have their big, like, you know, the the mortgage lifter beers, and then they've got their special beers that don't really see a lot of distribution, but they are delicious, apparently, and can can win these medals. Hmm. So, yeah, actually, same with same with Deschutes. Like, I don't know Blue Butterfly. Do you guys know the Saison called Blue Butterfly, Butterfly from Deschutes? I don't. I don't think I I've don't. had it. I don't. I don't either. Uh, so, another thing I notice is there's some beers that win again and again and again and again. Yeah. Looking at... Uh, Belgian style whip beer uh, from shoot. I didn't write down which year this is maybe GABF this year uh, category 83 Belgian style whip beer gold went to optimal wit by port city in Alexandria, Virginia. Silver went to Allagash brewing in uh, yeah, Portland, Maine. That, that, that's for, what well, I'm talking about. Like, Oh, white, like, Oh, Allagash white. Like that's yeah. been around for, like we it's, all it's, really, it's great. Oh, it's great. It's it one is of my great. But it's beers. like it's interesting to think of as like, oh, that it won an award in 2021 when it's like, oh, this beer I've just had around me. You're, you're saying it's it's fun to be like, oh my gosh, these beers win these really difficult awards. So there were 121 entries in that category this year, and it's hard to win an award. You mm-hmm. know, so they're in the top 1.8 percent or something like that of of the beers that were submitted for that category. That's awesome. And Optimal Wit from Port City is also an incredible beer that wins medals almost every year. Optimal it's amazing. Wit? Yeah, it's a great, great beer. You're not going to find it in California, but, you know, getting out to get out to the D.C. area, it's it's fantastic. And so I'm curious what that means. Does that mean that those beers really are just so much better than every other beer in that category? Or do those beers help to inform yeah, like define that the category. Great example. Yeah, yeah. like define judges, it. Yeah. yeah, those judges drink those the genre. beers. Yeah, the judges have been drinking Allagash White for twenty years, and so they just assume that a beer in that category should taste like Allagash White. Mm. Right. And I don't mean that to to disparage the judges. You know, that style is not a hugely broad style as far as flavor profiles. You know, but there is some wiggle room in there, and. You know, maybe just the other beers aren't as good as Allagash White or not as good as Optimal Wit. I don't know. Those two beers are absolutely delicious, though. I'm not taking Allagash is fucking fantastic. Allagash White is really good. Yeah. Yeah, It's just an interesting thing to notice. Yeah. So, Rich, I mean, let's say, okay, so you're, you know, it's the test of, like, you're driving down the road. You stop at a brewery on a long road trip. You've never been to this brewery before. You haven't really heard much about it. Maybe you've heard it's good, and that's why you stopped there. You look at the beer list and there's one of them that has like, oh, this one, a silver at the European beer, the silver European beer star. Are you just ordering that first? Like, do you take that as enough of a reason to be like, okay, that's the best thing they have? Or are you still going to be asked the beer tender, you know, what is your signature beer? I'm going to order it for sure. I don't know if I'm going to order it first. If it's just a style I'm not in the mood to drink at that moment, then I'll wait. I'll order something else first. So yeah, there's definitely like a, a selfishness involved where it's like oh i just feel like drinking this beer this mm-hmm. other style of beer is more more intellectually stimulating or whatever to me you know who, who knows you yeah. know but i'm definitely going to try that beer at some point during that visit you could also put it in that, a growler and take it home and try it later. <laughs> yeah but who knows could. what if it doesn't travel well 
You just you just oh, going yeah, from the, the, the brewery to your house. That's not you, know. you shouldn't be sitting on a crowler very long anyway. Yeah, you just take the crowler home and drink it that night. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So yeah, if I see a metal, <laughs> sure. basically, it doesn't mean that other a metal doesn't mean that the beers that beat out were bad. It means that that beer was great at that moment. I see. And so that means that the brewery that brewed it knew what the brewery was doing and they could probably brew another really damn good beer again. So it's kind so of, it's kind of about brewing a beer that lasts long enough that survives. <laughs> that well, that no, I'm, no, well. I mean, because I'm saying it's not just about, because they're not at the brewery yeah. tasting it. Yeah. So no, it has yeah. to actually, I mean, there's, a, I, there's just an extra element in it. It needs to survive long enough for those who are testing mm-hmm. it to go, yeah, this yeah, is good the, at the point. That's the practical part, yeah. the, the logistical part. Yeah, that's you a know, huge part of it. You know, this all leads me then to, I'm going to ask you, Rich, if this is a thing, and if it's not, we this is our idea. We do this. This should be our thing. Is there a version of like a Michelin star for breweries that is not just like, oh, we tasted this beer and it's good, but it's the experience at the beer brewery, going to the brewery, the service at the brewery, Ooh. the general like whole tap list of the brewery, like the, the atmosphere, everything about it. Is there any sort of judging panel or system that, that looks at that? No, okay, not that I know. Of. We're doing it. LB star. I'm sure there are blogs. Liquid bread star. Liquid bread star. I'm hey, I'm, not, hey, hey, I'm just going to let y'all know, I'm not giving these motherfucking stars out. Liquid bread star. Yeah, you got to earn, earn this motherfucker. Yeah. I'm cussing because I've been drinking. But we're not just giving these LB stars out. You got to earn it. And then, well, <laughs> sorry, Rich, go ahead. I was, I was congratulating Larry on his erudition. It was very well put. Yeah. Yeah, keep an eye out for the liquid bread guide. That's coming who knows? LB stars. You damn yeah, the right. LB stars, they're coming. Rich, are there any, I guess, is there anything notable that like one recently that's like that the list brought to your attention or are there any beers anytime that like you just love that you only found out about because of these awards? The second question, yes, for sure. And I, they're too numerous for me to remember which ones they are at this point. That sounds lame. But like all, you know, there was a time when I would scour these awards lists and be like, oh, this brewery just won like, two awards in styles I care about, or they, this brewery just won like six or seven awards. I mean, that's a lot, maybe like four, four different awards, like good for them. I should learn about this brewery. I should go visit it. I should go figure out how to try this beer. Like actually Figaro Mount, Figaro Mountain was one of those breweries for me. The first time I had tasted any of their beer was like 2014 or 2015. It was a while ago, but they had been winning awards prior to that. So I just had them on my radar. So yeah, it's like, it's a litmus test of, of talent and quality. So I think that's, that's super relevant. Um, beyond that, uh, what was the first question? <laughs> um, oh, I think anything from like this year. No, and I don't even have the list in front of me. I mean, right now it's now. kind of a weird. It's now's the tougher year to get around and taste. Yeah, put me on from put different me on places. Spot here. Actually, actually, one one thing. All right, this this pisses me off though. I will I will admit this. This Let's is hell yeah. So, all right. So there is a general skewing of the metals toward more flavorful examples within a style. Okay. What does that mean? So if the style says like, all right, you know, it can be like, you know, moderate in bitterness, moderate in sweetness and 5% alcohol all the way up to moderately high in bitterness, moderately high in sweetness and 6% alcohol. It's hard for the, the gentler beer to win a medal. I see. I see. And that typically is because, and this is cynical, but I think, I think what happens is, the judges are just judging so many beers throughout the day that eventually they get some palate fatigue and the more flavorful beers stand tend out. to stand rise. Oh, okay. 
Okay, and that that's not to take anything away from the the more intensely flavored beers, but it's it's unfortunate for the beers that are a little bit more subtle. So don't put all your eggs in one basket and say I'm only going to drink beers that have won awards because if they haven't won awards, you know they still may be delicious beers. And one kind of unfortunately, like it hits close to home. One a, a really kind of embarrassing episode of this happened this year when. Uh, so three beers from Montana won awards or won medals at GABF this year, a couple weeks ago. One of them is, uh, uh, from Madison river brewing company, which is in Belgrade, just, just West of, of Bozeman. Um, and it's a copper John Scotch ale. It's a delicious beer that I've drank a lot of for like 15 years. Okay. It's a really good beer and it's a Scotch ale It's 7% alcohol and Scotch ale is a rich multi style of beer originally from Scotland. That's high in alcohol. However, it won a medal in Scottish style ale. Ooh, oh, big deal. Like okay. Most listeners aren't going to know the difference yeah. between Scottish and Scotch, but Scottish tops out, according to the, the Brewers Association's own GABF guidelines, it tops out at 5.3% oh, alcohol. Oh, gosh. All right. Larry, you're being controversy. More, I can't, I can't tell if you're serious or not. I'm dead serious. But, I'm dead serious. I'm being serious. But like, this beer is 7% alcohol. Yes. And the judges, when you're judging a beer and it's the only beer you have that day, you yeah. know the difference between 7% alcohol and a maximum of 5.3. But I think when you're judging a bunch of Scottish style ales and a bunch of other beers throughout the day, you're going to skew toward the beers that you can pick the most up more. from yeah, as the day progresses. And so I think that that beer, while it's a delicious beer, I think it's unfortunate if there are other beers in the Scottish style ale category. And again, it's a category, not a style. There are a lot of different Scottish style ales that are all, they can be as low as 2.8% alcohol. So if you got a 2.8% alcohol Scottish light going up against Copper John Scotch ale, it's going to be away. really hard to yeah. let that Scottish light stand out. Well, so that that's, that's a little bit of a bummer, <laughs> but it is a really good beer. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Is there any brewery, I guess let's lean on like the Great American Beer Festival. Let's keep it American. Is there any brewery that's basically just like the Michael Phelps of the Great American Beer Festival? Is there any brewery that just year after year is just knocking down just awards? Just killing it. Just killing it. Or is it generally, uh, is, it pretty, is it pretty spread out? Short, it's the, the short list of the, you know, the best breweries in the country, oh. the, the famous breweries in the country. So yeah, they win awards all the time. Firestone Walker, Russian River, uh, you know, Port. Uh, Port Lost Abbey, um, you know, uh, Allagash, uh, Goose Island has certainly won a lot of beers or sorry, a lot of medals. You know, I'm, I'm blanking a little bit because I haven't looked at a lot of these lists in the past five years or so. I used to read them pretty much every year until about five years ago um, when I really turned a lot toward Europe for my work. But uh, looking at the the list this year, there are a lot of, first of all, first of all, there are tons of breweries I've never even heard of because mm. there's so many damn breweries in this country, which is super fun. But uh, the breweries I recognize are, uh, you know, repeat offenders, if you will. Yeah. And they've, um, you know, they're all the, the, the big famous breweries that brew the best beers. Gotcha. So I'm just looking. Apparently, BJ's got a gold. BJ's? What? BJ's restaurant and brew house? The like. In what? The pizza restaurant chain. They got a gold for BJ's barrel-aged got beer for wood and barrel-aged strong beer. 151 entries and BJ's won. Wow. That's pretty dope. We got to go to BJ's. It's pretty good beer. Decent pizza. Sounds good. I if believe you're it. Watching game and drinking and lots of pizza. Sounds as if beer? you wouldn't give. Sounds as if you guys wouldn't give an LB star to BJ's. Uh, no, you gotta earn it. They might get the bib. I haven't had that beer though, so I don't know. <laughs> like I said, the pizza's okay. Depends on how the Bears did that day. 
<laughs> I would say it's <laughs> to rate the experience. Good pizza. Nice. And if you guys, I don't know, if listeners know of any competitions that they feel are worth worth looking at, I don't know, let us know. Is that is that fair to ask for? Or should I just That's cut, fair to ask. cut yeah. that right out, Rich? So, so yeah, the, the three competitions I listed are, are just big competitions that get enough entries so that it's the awards are meaningful and they're not so many awards and so many medals and they're judged well. But that, that doesn't mean that other competitions can't do that, you know. So there are probably a lot of other local competitions that I just don't know of that mm. are doing a really legit job. Now, one more time, I'm going to try this. Larry? Okay, I'm here. You know what my favorite video game to oh, play God. while drinking Did not is? Don't tell me Donkey Kong. Don't tell me Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Dunk- Jr. Oh, I'm saying Donkey Dunk- Kong Jr. Dunk- forget it. It's All over. Right, we'll forget it. Uh, folks, let us know what you think of podcasts where we record the taster beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the, thanks for listening. If you have any questions about, about awards and stuff, let us know if there's anything that stood out to you that you like that you tasted because of these award lists, let us know. It's very easy to look up the award lists online. Check us out at liquid bread pod on Twitter. Email us at liquidbreadpodcast at gmail.com. Larry, do you have anything to plug? I got nothing to plug, man, but this has been great. Larry's having fun. Larry's <laughs> feeling toasty, rich. I would like to plug Dunkle Kong. Yay. Coming up. Coming out in 2022 that's, on that's Activision. That's jacked up. That's jacked out, Rich. That's good. All right. Until next time. Happy Dunkle Kong. Dunkle Kong. Dunkle Kong.